Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Smart Marks Reviews, as where myself and Glenn from Take the Studios podcast family review the latest WWE pay-per-view, which, of course, the most recent one was the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 34, um, taking place in New Orleans with a record-breaking crowd of over 78,000 people. Uh... Really, really awesome WrestleMania. I think it's the the best wrestling WrestleMania in years. What do you think, Glenn? Oh, yeah. It, it, at least in the last five, six years, this is the best. Uh, without all the gimmicky bullcrap, this is probably the best WrestleMania that I've seen in a very long time. I'm not saying it didn't have its bad moments, but the WWE proved themselves they could really pull off an awesome pay-per-view and have actual wrestling and not just a bunch of gimmicks. Yes. Um, of course, we'll jump right into the pre-show uh, where we had two Battle Royals um, and we had a Cruiserweight Championship because that's the that's the Mania way. Uh, so the Andre the Giant Battle Royal match. Uh, just wrote down a few notes because, you know, most people know that I don't... If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I don't watch the pre-show. Uh, but I did this time, and uh, I was only slightly disappointed. Um, I, I've actually... I really, really expected and I predicted Matt Hardy to uh, win the Under the Giant Battle Royal match. Uh, I was watching it. I was worried about Dolph winning the whole time. I was just like, please don't. Please don't re-sign him to big money, as useless as he is, and have him come win the Under the Giant Battle Royal. Please, please, please no. Um, And I would have loved a veteran or Ty Dillinger to win it. I was like, Kane, Goldust, Matt Hardy, and Ty Dillinger. While I was watching, those were the four that really... I wanted to see win. Um, I predicted Hardy to, Matt Hardy to win, but I actually predicted with Jeff's help he would win. And I was swerved slightly because they chose now to finally, to quickly bring back Bray Wyatt and uh, and help him beat, uh, help Matt beat the previous two under the Giant Battle Royal winners, Baron Corbin and Mojo Rawley, who were left in the ring with Matt at the end. So uh, that was that was neat seeing Bray Wyatt's return and seeing him broken Bray or woken Bray or whatever they want to call him. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, of course, I, I'm, originally in in some stuff that we had read, you know, Elias was named to be in this match, and I had him picked to win it, uh, so my prediction didn't help. But I did. Uh, it was kind of cool to see Bray do what he did. Um, and, of course, it goes into the whole Woken thing. I mean, for Matt Hardy to get in the middle of the ring and say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that that, that was – overall, it was a pretty good match. I mean, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It, it had – there was no uh, legends that popped up in it. There were no gimmicky people that popped up in it. It was all uh, people from either SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, and I, it, I thought they did it pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the next match was the Cruiserweight Championship match between the heart of in a, of 205 Live, Mustafa Ali, versus the soul of 205 Live, Cedric Alexander. I, I thought they were really leaning towards Mustafa Ali weeks ago, uh, months ago maybe even. Uh, I really thought he was going to be the guy that, that, I mean, he's a homegrown 205 Live talent. He was, he's just been really great since he's been there. I didn't think any of the NXT guys that moved over should have gotten over him. Uh, th- there were some really cool moves, a great uh, top 
Conhilo, I believe is what they call it, Tope Conhilo, by Cedric yeah. Alexander to the floor. Um, uh, Mustafa Ali hit a crazy Spanish fly. Um, and then at one point he hit a really cool Tornado DDT, followed up by 405, the really cool finisher he has. And Cedric Alexander yeah. broke it with just a foot on the rope. I thought that was really neat. Um, and then Ali tried to double up on the 405s and uh, missed, got lumbar checked. And then... I was proved wrong. You weren't the only one because I had Mustafa Ali pick to win it too. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. But, you know, uh, after that uh, lumbar check, <laughs> I don't <laughs> – he wasn't going anywhere. He needed yeah. to lay down. Just, just stay where you're at. Don't do nothing. Uh, and I don't know, man. It, it was weird. a good match. It was a good match. It, it, but I really thought Mustafa Ali, especially when he came down with the Sub Zero outfit, I thought, man, this guy's cool. He's gonna he's gonna be pretty over. All right, oh, I guess he's not. Yeah, yeah, the kid said the same thing, and uh, I, I, th- I think Victor or Lily once said, um, "Why does that guy look like Black Panther?" Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. well, you know, his outfit does kind of look like Black Panther. Yeah. And then you know, I sent you a text message. Here comes Sub Zero. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, it was pretty cool. It was a cool match, uh, I, and I'm kind of glad it was put on the pre-show because it wasn't to the, uh, it wasn't as good as last year with Austin Aries versus Neville. Yeah, um, well, the, the pacing of it and everything. I'm not, that was. I'm not going to lie with all the pacing and everything. I gave this a five. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't rank the battle royals, but I did give ratings to the individual matches and the cruiserweight championship match. Um, I, I gave it a, I gave it a three and a half out of five because I've seen them do better and they can do better. But one thing I do think is on a big stage like this, they need to, to really, um, they need to, I don't want to say it mean, but stay in their lane. They need to know what kind of audience they're, they're going after. These are the people that don't watch 205 Live all the time. I don't even watch it. But I know when I watch the Cruiserweights, I get a varied style mixed in there. But when I think Cruiserweights on the on the main shows, I think, okay, high-flying. And they didn't do that a whole lot, so it's a little, yeah, okay. Cool, guys. <laughs> 3.5 out of 5. I'm not the asshole. Hey. I'm not the asshole. <laughs> well... I think we're about to both be, uh, because next after this, the final thing of the um, the pre-show was the not fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, um, because oh, wow. they're they're too uh, they're too petty to call it the China or the Joni Lauer Battle Royal. Uh, I would, of course, China would be the optimum name, but I uh, we brought this up the other day. Just talking, not on podcasts. Uh, Under the Giant, the ninth, uh, the eighth wonder of the world, his battle royal. Why wouldn't the women's be the China battle royal, the ninth wonder of the world? It just kind of, it all kind of lines up and makes sense. Um, so that's that's poured on them not to just go ahead and name it after her. Um, but the match itself was cool. NXT girls were dominating early. They showed their strength uh, because uh, as of the the beginning of 2018 they had the most stacked women's division in history of all women's divisions stacked with talent uh when you look at Shayna Baszler uh Ember Moon um uh Nikki Cross Peyton Royce Billy Kay um and just so, so many so many women uh and the fact that they got uh Kyrie Sane and and Dakota Kai and and a bunch of other people in this match uh with the with some uh other girls that you knew might get called up 
one did. Peyton Royce was in this Battle Royal. She did get called up eventually the uh, two nights later. But uh, really cool showing. Uh, I thought it was ironic Carmella went out first. Um, I liked the end towards the end. You know, Riot Squad versus Sasha and Bailey. The unlikely alliance eliminated all of the Riot Squad. Then Bailey got Sasha back. And swerving everybody, Naomi pulled a Roman Reigns. Slept outside for most of the match. Came back in, eliminated Bailey, and Naomi won the not fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know how to take that. I didn't like the way she won it, especially being a babyface and a respected babyface who last year was like this dream kind of scenario where she won in her hometown of Orlando and she had really just become such a great wrestler after being such a not great wrestler just a few years ago. So much improvement, really working hard. And it's like, yeah, the epitome of working hard. Sleep. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Pre-show. Done. Anything you wanted to say about the pre-show before we move on? No, I think we talked about the really good match. (laughs) Well, on to the real show, the WrestleMania card itself, if you will. Opening match with the Intercontinental Championship being defended by The Miz versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Not Demon Finn Balor. He came out with the cool intro with the uh, the uh, LGBT community behind him and the, and the Rainbow Balor uh, lettering and stuff. And I was like, well, that's really neat. That's a cool message to have, especially at Mania of all places. Um, really, really neat. Um, and then Seth Rollins had his cool intro with his frost eyes. Because I'm not, I'm not sure if if, uh, if he, anyone told him, but um, to have your music screen burn it down... And then you come out with ice everywhere. It's yeah. kind of stupid. It's kind of the dumb. <laughs> the dumbest. Um, kind of the dumb. Yeah, it's just the worst. Uh, the, but into the match. Uh, cool. Like the, the, Everyone's trying to up the ante immediately. Like Whether you had really hard kicks by Finn Balor or the coup de gras or the double blockbuster by Seth Rollins. Uh, suicide dives all over the place by Rollins. He had a lot of energy in this match. Um and, uh, of course, Balor did his own blockbuster. Of course, I'm calling it the stealing the blockbuster from Bobby Roode uh, move. Um, uh, Seth Rollins at one point teased the buckle bomb to the outside, uh, which is, of course, how what, what shifted Finn Balor's entire career to not really holding a championship since that night. Um, and I thought, okay, you're, you're teasing it, but if you actually did that, you would be healed instantly. Good job. Yep. Um, but, uh, at one point, uh, Balor hit the 1916 on Rollins. I thought that was neat because you don't see that move very often. I wish the move kind of looked cooler because he doesn't do it often. I wish that was a move he did every night and the coup de gras was like, you know, more spread out. Um, but there was a uh, tons of moves throughout this match that was countered and ruined by the other, the third party member. Really, really kind of weird, awkward, um, top rope battle at one point um, which led to the Miz getting a super skull crusher going for a pin and then it got broken up by a coup de gras to his back which was great and it was like right in the nick of time it was so close uh, to screwing that up um, and at one point towards the end I really thought it was going Balor's way he got a sling blade he got the drop kick he got the coup de gras on Miz then Rollins comes in and curb stomps both of them then re-curb stomps Miz for good measure and pins him for the win um, anything yeah. in the match that I missed that you wrote down? 
Uh, well, I had Finn to win this one, so I was wrong again. My predictions were – I'm batting a 1,000 so far with this pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I picked Finn as well, and I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I got the math thing, but I, I picked how he'd win it wrong. But, yeah, I was like, so Finn gets screwed again? Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I did think it was pretty cool at, at one point in the match. Seth Rollins comes out of nowhere with this massive splash to break up a pinfall. Uh, um, yeah. It was like, holy crap, that was a good – that made me pop. Um, uh, one thing I did write down, when The Miz came out before the match started, my notes say Miz looks like Elton John mixed with Naruto. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't know what to think about this fool. But, uh, you know, all in all, I, I thought it was a great match. It, The pacing of it was pretty consistent. Uh, there were a couple of lull points, but it was, I mean, you really couldn't tell because um, these three guys just uh, were at each other. And the f- smile that was on Finn's f- face for the majority of this match just, it, you know, it exuded that he was having fun. He's in his element. He was um, where he wanted to be. Um, I'm just glad Rollins didn't hurt him. Yeah. Um, uh, but what yeah, did you, you rate know, it? I, I gave this one a 4.5. Oh wow! I gave it the same thing. Look at that. Um, that's that's awesome. I, I again, I was like like you. I was wrong. I picked Rollins, or I picked um, uh, Finn um, because I thought he would come out as a demon and that would give him an instant title reign. But you know, we can wait. I guess we can wait for that. I thought it was a good opener. Last year's opener, I thought between AJ Styles and Shane stole the show for me. So I'm glad that this opener for this WrestleMania didn't steal the show, so the show didn't have to peak early again. Um, but I would have liked to have seen Balor's champ, but it's cool seeing Rollins at the Grand Slam stuff, and um, uh, I, I would rather Balor truly, truly, truly shine and win as the Demon. Um, but the aftermath of this, uh, as we found out on Raw, the feud between these three will continue. Add in Samoa Joe in a ladder match in Saudi Arabia at the greatest Royal Rumble ever for the Incarnel title. So we'll see this repeated again, just with the ladder, which would be better. I think so. Um, the next match is the the SmackDown's women's ch- women's championship match, the undefeated one hundred and fifty five and O Oscar versus the most dominant woman in the history of the WWE, just within a few years within the company, Charlotte Flair. Uh, man, so Oscar had a pretty standard intro, which is still cool, but uh, Charlotte had a great intro. Yeah. Um. The, in in the match itself, Oscar, of course, getting some kicks down early. Um, she got a uh, at one point she got her hip attacked countered though by uh, by Charlotte, and she went like into the ropes and kind of got tied up into the ropes. I thought that was a cool way to avoid a pretty strong move, like the hip yeah. attack. Um, uh, Oscar worked Charlotte's shoulders in this match really good with a lot of kicks, a lot of submissions throughout the match. Uh, at one point, though, the probably the coolest move I saw was when Charlotte went for that moonsault, and it was reversed into an Oscar lock when she landed. Yes. Oh, man, it was so good. Then Charlotte, pretty closely after that, reversed the Oscar lock into a Boston Crab. And I was like, yes, they don't have someone, they don't have anyone in the women's division that can just hit submissions. And I remember Guerrero and Benoit and a few other people, and from especially throughout the 90s, they had finisher submissions but they would try so many different submissions that you really wouldn't know how to fight it 
there were some mission yeah. specialists. Um, yeah, these two ladies went at it. Oh my god! Yeah, I've never yeah. seen so much. I have never seen so much back and forth in a woman's match than I have in this match. Yep, yep. Uh, oh my god! And the biggest bump maybe of the night was when Oscar hit that huge suplex from the apron to the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Just especially knowing now and uh, after after the fact when Charlotte took that huge bump by Peyton Royce and Billy Kay on SmackDown, she took some damage over the over the last few days. Yeah, she did. Oh um, man. Oh man! And then Charlotte pulled out a move she's never done before: the Spanish Fly on Oscar. Really, these two just stole the show. I I don't know. I don't see how you could wrestle after seeing this match. I, I really, really, I mean, uh, after the Spanish fly, eventually Charlotte would hit the figure eight and Oscar had to tap. Uh, uh, apparently the figure eight is more protected than Oscar's streak, but that helps you a lot because now you don't have to watch Oscar know, well, she's going to win. Now you can watch it and be invested because you don't know what's going to happen. And that is great. Um, yeah. Glenn, what did you rate this match? I, or did you have a spot was, that I didn't get? Uh, seeing her do the figure eight with one arm, was yes, really arm, yeah. damn impressive. Um, and then, oh yeah. And you know, there was one move that happened. Oscar's head bounced off the mat, um, early on in the match. And I was like, Ooh, wow. Her eggs are scrambled. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminiscent to what happens to Charlotte, uh, Charlotte on SmackDown Tuesday yeah. night. I mean, her head bounced. Yeah. Um, uh, but this, this, I've never, like I said, I've never seen a women's match go at this rate. This was like watching a Benoit match. Oh, yeah. Or an Eddie Guerrero match. I mean, yeah. this, I love this match from top. If I could give this a 10, I'd give it a 10. I ranked it a 5. Um, I don't think, honestly, uh, there will be another WrestleMania match that will ever be this good. Um, last year, uh, around April, when I saw Braun Strowman versus Big Show and the ring collapsed, but that start of that yeah. match was a cruiserweight match, basically with two giants, and it ended up into a giant fight. Uh, I really, I really thought as I watched that, this is the match of the year. And even AJ Styles versus Finn Balor towards the end of the year didn't beat it out for me. I watched this match right here, Oscar versus Charlotte, and I think this is going to be my match of the year. Um, no matter yeah. how many, no matter if there's you know nine or, or eight months in front of this or after this um i feel like this is gonna be my match of the year i gave it a five easy uh such a huge matchup with amazing unique offenses and differences and clashing of styles and they made it work because so often you see clashing of styles not work or one style be more dominant over the other one you had striking and submissions from oscar and you had some really great offense by charlotte and it really blended well i thought this was the best match to s so far from either woman and and that especially means a lot from Oscar because she was in there in such a try hard era of NXT women's wrestling because they were all trying to follow the, the women's revolution era of NXT wrestling. Um, so they did way crazier stuff like last woman standing matches and, and, and falls count anywhere and, and rough ladder matches and stuff like that. And the fact that this match topped anything Oscar's done and anything Charlotte's done says a lot. Uh, and I'll, I mean, I loved that Charlotte was um, congratulated by Oscar. Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Like, that was neat. I love that Charlotte yeah. congratulated Oscar on SmackDown. And, uh, of course, the aftermath was Billy Kay, Peyton Royce came out there on SmackDown, beat the shit out of Charlotte, <laughs> knocked the holy hell out of her, threw her back in the ring, walked up to the ramp, 
And I expected a save from Asuka, which didn't happen, I guess, because she's not technically on SmackDown's brand. And uh, little Becky Lynch wasn't even there at the arena. And so what happens? No one saves her. It's a five-minute beatdown, and Carmella comes down, cashes in the Money in the Bank, uh, kicks Charlotte in the face one clean time, and then wins the title. And Carmella is now our women's champion. And she's got a bullseye, a massive bullseye on her back. Yep. But I think she'll keep yeah. it for a while. She's she can probably get some cool heel tactics going on. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it's funny that James Ellsworth made sure she won the woman the Money in the Bank ladder match literally by grabbing it himself. And Billy Kay and Peyton Royce basically secured this championship for her, and she didn't acknowledge either. So she's gonna be a good heel. But as far as this match goes, five out of five from both of us. Love it. And following the match that should have been the uh, the main event. Yeah, because you remember I talked about the first match, you know, the IC title match being yep. pretty decent. And it's like, well, at least we didn't peak early. Uh, we peaked early. Especially with <laughs> this following match, which is supposed to be, I get it, the point of it is to change the pace, be action-paced, be quick. But it was the U.S. Championship match between Bobby Roode, Rusev, Jinder Mahal, and the champion, Randy Keith Orton. Uh so, uh, you know, standard entrances so far. I don't have to mention anything with that. Uh, but um, early on, Rude uh, hitting the blockbuster. But then it was all Rusev for several minutes. Uh, Rusev chants were, Rusev Day chants were everywhere. He is so over. Um, there was a, a, a great series of events led by a very energetic Randy Orton. Um, um, and like the, everyone started hitting a bunch of moves over and over and it led to Orton slamming Bobby Roode. Um, I thought that there was a lot of finisher teasing throughout the match. Uh, and then finally it was Rusev and Randy going at it in the ring. Aiden English runs in, gets an RKO for his trouble. Then Randy gets that Rusev Machika kick. Uh, yeah. and then everyone gets a Machika kick. Crowd going wild. An accolade to Jinder from Rusev, but that stupid Singh brother came in, interfered, and Jinder hit a cheap Collis for the win. And our winner was Jinder Mahal. Glenn, was there any spot that I missed? No, I think you hit everything. Uh, it's pretty my, cool match. My, oh, yeah. My my pick didn't win. I had Rusev to win this one. Me too. Um, just like Oscar, I had Oscar to win that match. So Me I've too. Got, I've got five matches in a row where I was completely damn wrong about this pay-per-view. For what it was, it was a good match. I really want to see Rusev get the push. He is so over with the fans, it's ridiculous. Yep. And, and, you know, he's a good baby. He's a a really good heel. Yeah. But right now, he's so over with the fans. I want to see him with this strap, either this one or the IC strap. I mean, either one of these... Those belts would be perfect for Rusev, and I think he'd do it justice to get him to that next level. Eventually, he'd get there, but yeah, this match, following Charlotte and Asuka was kind of like a hmm, a downer. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 3 out of 5. Well, I guess I'm the asshole. Uh, <laughs> uh, it had enough action to be a SmackDown main event, but not a WrestleMania quality match. Or at least it shouldn't be, but WrestleMania hasn't had the greatest quality matches in the last few years. Um, the aftermath that we saw was, you know, everything moving really swiftly towards the greatest Royal Rumble. We had a triple threat match in the, uh, with the losers, and Randy Orton pinned Bobby Roode. Um, the rematch, I don't know if it's set for Backlash or the great greatest Royal Rumble. They weren't super clear. They mentioned Backlash, but I'm like, but I know it's going to be defended at the greatest Royal Rumble. What the hell's happening? So that's our Backlash. 
for that yeah. match, or the aftermath for that match. Um, the next match is oh, probably the most eyes were on this match of anything. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. So Ronda Rousey's intro was cool. Cool as hell. Cooler yeah. than Taker and, and uh, or Taker, huh? Triple H and Stephanie copying The Undertaker. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I knew going into it, Ronda would have to wait to get in the ring. And I think this is the first match where you and me predicted it properly because it was a gimme match. Of course, Ronda Rousey is going to win. Um, yeah. But uh, I didn't know she had to wait as long as she did to get into the ring. And I thought that she'd go in as a hot tag and kind of clean up and end the match. That's not how it happened. Uh, there was some, a lot of solid working by Triple H and Kurt Angle. Stephanie kept interfering, which kept drew, drawing Ronda's attention, which kept distracting the referee from the atrocities that Triple H and Stephanie were actually doing. It was really cool, old-school stuff. Um, Triple H almost knocked Stephanie down for the second year in a row. Uh, like last <laughs> year, he knocked her through the table. That was a neat callback. Um, at one point, Angle blocked the pedigree. It took Triple H down, and that led to Kurt finally making the tag to Ronda and receiving a huge pop in the process. Yeah, she did. Once Ronda got in there, she threw Stephanie's fat ass over that rope. Went to town on her with some punches. Uh, Rousey teased the arm bar, but then Stephanie raked the eyes as the old school heel that she is. Um, Stephanie hit a a huge DDT on Ronda Rousey, which was cool, but she only got a two count. Uh, At one point, um, Rousey grabbed Stephanie by the throat, snap slammed her, and then went for the pin, but Triple H pulled the referee out. And then that led to a dispute between Rousey and Triple H, where Triple H yanked Rousey from the ring, and she yeah. landed on the outside hard. Yeah, she did. Uh, Triple H countered a slam through the table and threw down Kurt Angle. Um, and then once he got in the ring, he started step- checking on Stephanie, and Rousey stood behind him. And uh, then, you know, uh, everyone kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? And then... Triple H had to get the referee away, and once he went back to uh, to R- Rousey, she attacked him with punches, just laying him out, just laying into him. Um, Rousey did take down Triple H, but then she was tricked by Stephanie and thrown into a post. Um, then Kurt goes in and shows Triple H his version of Suplex City. Uh, yeah, Rousey, he did. Yeah, oh man. Uh, Rousey, at uh, one point, uh, towards the end of the match, reversed the pedigree into a Hurricane Rana. And then Steph got slammed and put into an armbar by Rousey. And Steph immediately tapped once that armbar really got locked in. The winners, of course, being Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Oh, what a good match. What a surprisingly good match. I I was really shocked. For her first uh, outing as a WWE superstar, she, uh, she showed that she's been doing her homework. She's been doing her ring work. Uh, I was highly impressed with it. Uh, the stuff, I mean, when she went ape shit on Triple H, that was amazing. That was a yeah. throwback to when China was in the ring with the men. Um, yeah. And it was it was so awesome to see her beat the holy snot out of Triple H. Uh, I do like the finish the way it was. You had um, Steph in the armbar, and then uh, Angle gets the ankle lock in. And it was just, uh, it was, it was amazing. It was, oh, it, for a minute there, it felt like attitude era wrestling again. And it was awesome. I, I enjoyed every, every part of this match. Every time yeah. Rhonda was in the ring, she got a massive pop and that's oh, what yeah. she needs. Uh, I think she's going to go a long way. I don't think they need to put the strap on her yet. They need to give her time. 
Um, but I do think she's going to be a very big asset to the Raw roster. Uh, I agree. I think it was a great celebrity match with a cool build-up and good match chemistry. Uh, the aftermath of this, of course, was Stephanie bringing out Ronda to congratulate her and support her like she's the grandmaster in the post-credit scene. Like, you can't have a good, great hero without a great villain kind of thing. Uh, and then Ronda snapped her arm again. Uh, for the match, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Oh, yeah, I gave it a 5. And you know what? Kurt Angle looked really good, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he For did. somebody, I mean, we did see him in, in, you know, when he wrestled with the Shield, but he came out in the red, white, and blue, and it, I mean, it, it was Kurt Angle from the 90s. We were watching it again, and yeah, it, was, it, it was it was amazing. It was very cool. It was very, very cool. Um, five out of five, great match, uh, followed up by uh, not a great match, but something I thought was very necessary. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match uh, between the New Day, the Usos, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, cool entrance thing with the pancake midgets. Uh, very neat. <laughs> very neat. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, of course, they got their new threads, their new masks. Um, this is the Usos' first WrestleMania card match on the card, and they've been champs for the last 182 days. But damn, did they take a beating. So did the New Day. The New yeah, Day was taken did. out first and easily by the Bludgeon Brothers. Then the Usos tried to slow them down with some really great tag team work, but it only slowed them down. Only slowed them down. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers laid them out. Then eventually they powerbombed Kofi with a huge powerbomb and easily won those tag team championships. Now, I wish that they hadn't wrestled before this, and I wish no one would have been shown to have any kind of effect on the Bludgeon Brothers before this. And I wish this match would have been a pure, unmerciless destruction spot kind of um, uh, beatdown match. And I would have given it a 5 out of 5 if no one had fought them beforehand and if in this match no one had any offense to fight back at them. But unfortunately, they try to make it... They couldn't decide whether they wanted it to be a squash match or a real match. And I gave it a 3 out of 5. I gave it a 3 out of 5 as well. Um, for what it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was brutal. I would have liked to have seen more brutality, more brutality, crazy, crazy spots. Um, and, and it'd be a squash match. And I, and I realized that this is a squash match that would have been followed by another squash match. And that would have kind of sucked, but I wanted more brutality because they did more in that one spot, interrupting a match at the last pay-per-view than they did in this match. And that's why I gave it a three out of five because it yep. could have been so much more, cause, because it has been so much more. And I did call this one. I did have the Bludgeon Brothers to win the tag titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I chose Bludgeon Brothers. I just felt like they, they were necessary to, to really to, to move on from the Usos and the New Day. Really, Give us need, something fresh. Need to move on. Now I just want to see Sanity brought up from NXT. Oh, Sanity yes. versus the Bludgeon Brothers? Oh. Sanity would whoop the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, especially Killian Dane. Anyway... We spoke of a squash match. Well, Elias came out to interrupt Cena, who was calling out Taker one last time. Yeah, 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 la, 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 la. Um, well, Cena did his series of moves on Elias. Cool. Squashed him. Neat. Uh, and then he went to the back, or he almost made it to the back before the music started. The lightning struck. The jacket and the hat were in the ring. Boom, lightning strikes. And Undertaker starts coming up from the from the floor. And it's... Ah, oh, so cool. So cool. 
uh, and you get classic Undertaker entrance. I was hoping for the American Badass Undertaker. I really, really, really was. Especially with all the signs pointing to it with Kid Rock, who sang. I mean, there's a reason why he was called the American Badass. The yep. song from Kid Rock called American Badass. That was his theme music. Kid Rock was there. I don't know why they didn't do it. I think it's because Triple H came out with a motorcycle and Taker was like, fuck this, I'm going to be dead. Uh, <laughs> so that, that sucks. But the match was great. It did everything it needed to do. And I'll tell you exactly what it did. Lariat, old school, sit up, chokeslam, tombstone, win. And it fixed the Undertaker gimmick Thank you, Cena. Winner of The Undertaker. I gave this match a 5 out of 5. After the last four years of Taker, even in a win against Lesnar, one out of the three matches they had, they, they had it to where Brock made Taker tap, but the ref didn't see it. Like He hasn't been given a good fucking win in years. And yeah. people want to bitch because they finally let him be The Undertaker. And because Cena was so gracious enough to finally let Mark Calloway go out there and be the badass Undertaker that he should have been until he retired. He should have been. Yep. I loved this match. This was Charlotte and Asuka as a, as a pure wrestling match. Yes, match of the year. But importance, everything about it. This match was the best match of the night. It's the most important match of the night. Let me put it that way. Yep. Yep. I gave this one a 5-2. Um, uh, to see him do old school. Uh, now, granted, we didn't see he didn't walk halfway down the rope. Uh, but he gave enough to the fans to let us know that, hey, you know, I may be down, but I'm not out. Yeah. And it was, it was, I, I applaud John Cena for doing what he did. Yes. Because people think, oh, you're just talking smack to a man who really can't wrestle anymore. No, he was letting a guy know that, hey, you might have some issues and you might be coming off a hip replacement, but you still got it. So bring it. Yep. And the fact that he kept saying, you ain't got balls, but you've got the ability, yada, 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 yada. And then it backed up. Yeah, he has the fucking ability. Give him a fucking match that makes sense. Don't make a 52-year-old man with a hip replacement who's been almost 7 foot tall his whole life so his knees are shot, who wrestled full-time for 20 fucking years. Don't make him go out there and wrestle 40 minutes against a guy that barely sells like Brock Lesnar who goes into business for himself on the regular. Even if he has a little bit of control over Lesnar, don't make him do that bullshit. Yep. Rant over... Okay, now the next match. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus the unemployed duo of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> this match was very interesting because it was almost a guarantee that yep. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to win. What the hell? What the yep. hell? Like like the stakes were there, and and the rumors going into this match was Daniel Bryan's going to stand on the on the curtain. He's not going to go in. He's not going to do much. Yada yada yada, whatever. Um, and Shane McMahon's going to do most of the work. But then Shane got hurt. He had the he had to go into the hospital. He may not have had an injury per se. I mean, he should have had an injury after that beating he took. But he was in the hospital, so neither guy was in great shape, great physical shape. But in the beginning of the match, Brian was immediately edge power bombed by Kevin Owens, and I figured, well, I guess the rumors were right. He's not going to stand on the apron though; he's going to rest outside the ring the whole time. 
um, after taking a brutal move. And Shane was wrestling hurt. He didn't have much offense. He just took a beating, a beating, and a beating, and a beating over and over and over. Power bombs, haluva kicks, blue thunder bombs, frog splashes, all leading to a pin that should have beat him and given Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens a very heelish way to win. Oh, you don't get to watch Daniel Bryan wrestle, and we're going to get our jobs back. But then Daniel Bryan recovered. He came in, he broke up the pin. Um, Shane hit an electric chair drop on Zayn, and boom, Daniel Bryan was legal in a match for the first time in three years. And we got the Daniel Bryan special. The combination yeah, we of did. kicks, backflips, running drop kicks, all leading to a finishing kick, which was caught by Owens. And then Daniel Bryan took a halluva kick. Two count. I thought it was over there, but it was a two count. Dan, then Daniel Bryan started really open palm striking Zane, the serious slaps. Then started getting the yes kicks. And then got the yes lock on Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn tapped. And Daniel Bryan and Sami McMahon won and kept Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn unemployed. What a twist. What a neat moment for Daniel Bryan, for Daniel Bryan's fans, which I'm not necessarily one of. Uh... And 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 it's it's cool to see Daniel Bryan back. It's too bad Shane was too hurt to do offense, or the match was set up in a way where he wouldn't have much offense. Um, I give the match a four point five out of five for the moments alone, and the twist ending. You know, I was surprised that Shane did the coast to coast. Um, oh, I, I forgot I, that one. I was like, "What the hell are you doing, Shane? You I, the, need to, you, if he's got a hernia, he's going to screw himself over." Oh yeah, that that was the biggest coast to coast I've ever seen him do, and it, and it was it, it was amazing. Um, I gave this a five. Um, I'm not oh, a Daniel damn. Bryan fan either. Um, but I, I've got to say the back and forth with Shane and KO and Sami Zayn. Um, I've never seen Shane sell so much in a match that I have in this match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, I don't know, man. Something about this match was special. Something about this was different. And uh, when when Brian came back in, and it was just, it, I mean, mayhem. And he took it to both guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I told you, you know, talking that this was, this WrestleMania I've given the most five-star matches to. Yeah. This happens to be one of them. All right. Uh, a little bit of the aftermath. Uh, Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, they had a match on Raw to determine who would get the one open slot Kurt Angle had. Uh, they double KO'd each other while fighting, and neither one of them got a job. So, cool. And Dan Bryan uh, was returned, uh, has been returned to the full-time wrestling gig, uh, and Paige was announced as his replacement, which was amazing. And Dan Bryan had a great match with AJ Styles that was interrupted by Shit Shinsuke. Shitsuke yeah. now, since he's a heel. The next match, another great match. Oh, man, so many good matches in this in WrestleMania. Um, the Raw Women's Championship match, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. I um, love this match. Oh, man, so Nia Jax in the beginning went outside, found Mickey James, and beat that ass. Crushed her. Finished it off with a Samoan drop on the outside. Just leveled her, took her out of the game. Uh, then Nia Jax went inside and lifted Alexa above her head and just dropped her ass like a sack of bricks. Because why would you? Why would you have a sack of bricks? Um, uh, but then, uh, of course, Alexa Bliss she came up with a new strategy on taking down Alexa, and that's if a, or uh, uh, taking down Nia, and that's if Nia's a good guy, go for the eyes. 
because she scratched up those eyes, got the upper hand on the giant, um, and then she started targeting Naya's two obvious weaknesses for her size, her legs and her back. Uh, then at one point, uh, Naya accidentally goes into the ring post, rolls out, and Alexa Bliss hit that cool-ass twisted Bliss to the outside. Um, yeah. That was a neat spot. Uh, back inside, Bliss hit a huge ET, and I thought, oh, she's going to steal this. Naya's going to be denied again, even though I had picked Naya um, just because of the story. But Naya kicked out. Bliss started slapping Naya, you know, uh, told her how worthless she was, and she got choked and slammed around for troubles. She went for another eye rake, um, but eventually Jax got the upper hand, got Alexa up on the second rope, and did a Super Samoan drop to win, and Nia Jax is our Raw Women's Champion. I love this match. I loved it from beginning. The fact that she went, she came down to the ring and went straight for Mickey James, and we never saw Mickey James again for the rest of this match. Yep. Um, that right there, okay, you, you don't poke the bear. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss has been poking that bear, and the bear finally said, I ain't taking no more shit. Yeah. And this was a great match. It was, uh, again, it was reminiscent to, to, to some of the Attitude Era stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, both of these women went at it. I gave this a five. I gave this match a five as well for the story, uh, for the new way to dominate Nia Jax that Alexa Bliss came up with. Uh, and since, you know, Bailey laid the groundwork for the submission game against Nia in NXT, but this has such a great story. And the only ending I would have been happy with was Nia winning. Cause you know, Alexa was being such a shitty bully, but yeah, five out of five for me too. Um, and this was followed by, uh, a SmackDown, men's championship match Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles um so we 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 were getting a, a three bust ass matches in a row count this one uh it was cool to see Nita Strauss of Alice Cooper um play out Shinsuke um uh there was a man AJ versus Shinsuke was strong style yeah it was it was rough <laughs> A lot of tough, strong opening fights. Lots of strikes. AJ at one point getting sh- uh, frustrated that Shinsuke had the upper hand. Um, uh, a lot of reverse stuff. Like at one point there was a superplex that was teased, but it was reversed. As was everything else in the match. Uh, AJ eventually started working Nakamura's leg because that's where the sh- Kinshasa comes from. Uh, and uh, a submission um, that he had gotten on Nakamura's leg was reversed into a triangle choke. Uh, but then AJ lifted him and power bombed him. Um, Styles at one point went back on the attack, and that's when you started seeing the damage that was done to Nakamura's legs. Nakamura went for a knee in the corner, but hit the turnbuckle. Um, at one point, AJ hit a phenomenal forearm and went up higher and landed harder than I've ever seen the phenomenal forearm, which was great. Uh, yeah. And then at one point, he hit the 450 on Nakamura, but Nakamura, using the momentum, rolled it into a pin, which was really cool to see. Uh, it was a cool reversal. Nakamura got into the striking battle with AJ, uh, and at one point, AJ was really losing um, to Nakamura in the straight-up just strong-style fighting. He took a knee to the back of the head, but he kicked out. And I thought, all right, well, it's ready. It's time. This is where we see it. Kinshasa, nope. AJ Styles reversed it, rolled up, stood up. Styles clash. AJ Styles won. And I had picked Shinsuke Nakamura to win. This means both Royal Rumble winners lost at Mania, which I'm not sure if that was a smart booking decision, but uh, it was neat. Um, the match, 
Holy shit, it was hard, strong match. Really cool twist at the end, though, because Nakamura went down on one knee to give the title to AJ, and then he low-blowed him, and then started stomping the hell out of him. And uh, I just thought this match was, was really great. Glenn, was there anything I missed that you remember from the match? No, you hit all the high points. This, the, These two guys beat the crap out of each other, um, honestly. And I, too, had Shinsuke pick to win. Um, so and I was real surprised. I don't remember a, a whole a too many Royal Rumble winners who went on to Mania that didn't win their match at Mania. Uh, of course, if you went up against Taker, you know that wasn't going to happen. But <laughs> usually, there's a title change, and for for both Royal Rumble winners not to get that shot um, was kind of surprising. But um, this match, I mean, these two guys, yeah. You can't go wrong. I gave the match a five. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, five. Um, I mean, that's what I gave it to. I mean, I loved it. Five out of five. I had three five out of five matches almost in a row. I had at least three out of four. Uh, the um, Undertaker Cena, five out of five. Daniel Bryan Shane was a 4.5. Nia winning, five out of five. Now AJ Styles, five out of five. This was such a good mania. And, uh, you know, this is this is the drop-off match, though. After this, there wasn't much left to watch on Mania. So, uh, let me get into the aftermath. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention Nia Jax teamed up against Alexa and Mickie James with the debut of Ember Moon from NXT. Uh, that was neat to see on Raw. Uh, and on SmackDown, we saw Styles going up against Daniel Bryan in a classic, looked like it was going to be a classic match. They did so well against each other. And Hio Nakamura came on there and and uh, and took out Daniel Bryan to give Daniel Bryan the win by DQ. It was also cool to see Shinsuke start to give an interview to a woman in the back. Renee, I think, maybe it was. But um, he wound up saying, I don't speak English and stopped doing the interview. <laughs> I don't what speak any English. Yeah, that was, a, that was a dick move to do. I loved it. I love him as a heel. I wish they, they would have done this before. Um, like at the last pay-per-view. I don't know. Uh, anyway, moving on to the next match. Braun Strowman and his mystery partner versus The Bar. Uh, so The Bar came out and it looked like New Orleans followed them. Pageantry. It's in crazy float and all these weird people with big heads. Then once Braun came out there, all the people with the big heads started running from the float like he was a big monster and you know he's gonna kill them all. And that was actually pretty neat. Uh, I liked that. <laughs> then then Braun started saying, "I want to pick my partner. It could be you or you or you." Of course, he was looking for a partner from the fans, and he found one in a ten-year-old boy named Nicholas. Uh, because Nick is too plain. Um, but the 10-year boy became the unlikely choice. Basically, Braun just dominated the bar by himself, and he won. And this was really... Unfortunately, the championships were uh, a prop for this WrestleMania moment. But uh, I'm not sure if this buried the championships, if it buried the bar, or if it put Braun on a pedestal, or if it's just to make people happy. But eventually, if they start using the wrestling as a prop to give cool moments to Braun Strowman, uh, people are going to get pissed. And so, they got to be careful with it. Even though I liked the moment, I gave it a 3.5 just for the moment alone. Yeah, I gave it a 3. I thought it was interesting. I was kind of surprised that he relinquished the belt on Raw. Just, I mean, a little bit surprised. Um, 
uh, I will say that I kind of it would have been funny haha if he would have kept it up on a couple of more raws to pull some random kid out of the audience yeah um i think that would have been at first i thought it was like a make-a-wish thing yeah and you know he was actually the son of one of the referees there um but you know for what it was it was a a good gimmicky breakup kind of thing because we just came off of three five-star matches yeah like we were drained man this is kind of like, okay, this is a breather. This is where you get up and you go, you got your bathroom break. You got, you got time to go fill up your, your, your cup, uh, get you some snacks or whatever and come back. And it was kind of a feel good thing. The smile on Braun Strowman's face in the ring after the win with that little boy was pretty cool to see because all we've seen of Braun is the monster among men. And to see that break a little bit, and um, you, you see that smile, and it's like, yeah, I just gave this kid an awesome, uh, an awesome experience. And you know, even when he got the tag and the kid got in the ring, you could tell that kid was scared shitless. Yeah, because he didn't think if if Cesaro was really going to come at him or not. And so he just he doesn't move. He just reaches behind him and he kind of tags Braun again and gets himself in. But for what it was, it was a good match. I mean, I gave it a three. Of of course, the aftermath to that is uh, Braun relinquished the tag titles, um, giving us a chance to get the titles off of the bar um, w- without really protecting them. So really, there's no point. But they started a tag team tournament, of course, by burying the club, losing to the damn revival. And uh, it looks like overall Bray and Woken Matt Hardy are going to wind up going up against the bar in uh, in a championship match. And you know, Broken Matt and Bray are going to uh, to wind up winning these titles, which would be great. Strike with the iron's hot. Uh, one thing I want to mention: the crowd really seemed to get tired as we went on. Like it was getting tired during Nia and Alexa. It, they were tired during Shinsuke and AJ Styles, even though they were trying to get into it. The Braun Strowman stuff. They they were tired during that. But the main event, nothing gives you energy like hate. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Raw Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, even he pissed me off during the intro with his fist down, pyro up. Even though I did want Roman to win the championship over Brock here, because it's like, don't Brock's been champion for a year. He's been he's wrestled like four or five times. Um, but uh, basically the match went like this: Superman punches, Superman punches. Brock goes outside. Brock belly to belly's Roman. On the outside, then back inside, Suplex City bitch, five Germans. Uh, Roman fights back with a spear, a Superman punch, two count. Brock gets up, um, and then Roman goes for another spear. Brock blocks it with a huge knee, two count Brock. Brock picks him up, F5, two count. Brock picks him up, F5, two count. Brock picks him up, F5, two count. Brock's pissed. Chant, the, the the crowd's angry. They're all chanting, boring. Some of them are asleep. Yep. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar picks up Roman. Sixth German suplex. Fifth F5. Two count. Oh, God. It's getting annoying what they're trying to do. We can see it clear as day, and it's so annoying. Um, Brock takes his gloves off, puts those elbows down, busts up Roman's head. Roman's bleeding bad. Two count. Now we get chance. This is awful. This is awful. Not awesome. Awful. 
And these are people that have been watching wrestling for the last eight hours almost, sitting in those stupid-ass seats, not to mention the time it took to wait in line to get in, to buy their merchandise, to get down there, to drive to Mania. Some of them drove a long way because they couldn't get a hotel room. Uh, and they've been watching nothing but wrestling and seeing wrestling and all this for an entire weekend. And they have the energy right now, this late, to start chanting, This is awful for your main event, Vince. And Roman's fired up with the blood, the Samoan blood all over him. Two spears to Brock Lesnar. Two counts. Brock gets up six F5. Brock wins. He walks out. The winner's Brock Lesnar. What the fuck? Yeah. Brock wins in brutal fashion, and it looks like they try to make, you know, you can't get blood from a stone Roman, uh, but Roman's not stone cold. He never will be. You've been forcing him down people's throats to the point that they will never accept him. The only chance that you had was with the shield, and that went up in flames. Oh, and, and everyone thought Roman wasn't going to be there anymore. So we were just waiting for Roman to, or Brock was, wasn't going to be there anymore. So we were just waiting for Roman to win. And the aftermath is obviously Brock resigns, and Roman is going to fight him in a cage in Saudi Arabia for the title in a rematch. Glenn, what do you think? What do you rate it? I gave this match a point five. Oh, um, I uh, completely checked out. Um, I was pissed off as a fan. Uh, I don't think Brock Lesnar needs to be champ. I don't think Brock Lesnar should have been re-signed. Uh, I don't think Roman Reigns should have been champ, but at least it would have gotten the belt off of Brock. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very shitty the way that he did the hard way hit to bust Roman open. Yep. Um, too. Uh, you know, Dana White was sitting in the sitting in the audience, showing love to Ronda Rousey, but you know, you know, he's got this back alley deal with Brock Lesnar. Um, something's got to give you, you, he, you have a champion who is part-time, not even part-time. He shows up when the hell he wants to. Um, and then you got Roman that you keep trying to shove his best run was as IC champ. That's as far as Roman Reigns needs to go. Yep. Period. He doesn't need to be universal champ, but we do need to get somebody to get that belt off of Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley is not the one that needs to take the belt from Brock Lesnar. No, because he's got no charisma, and he doesn't have a great move. He's not a great wrestler. He he's a mid carder too. So the that, only thing that I remember about Bobby Lashley from when he his first run in the WWE Donald was Trump. he yes he held Vince McMahon down in a chair so he could shave his head. Yep. Um. So what a poor note to end WrestleMania off on. I gave it a two out of five for the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. I was really pissed off about it. I gave it two out of five purely for, I felt bad for Roman. Um, and, uh, and, and I liked the beginning of the match. Uh, the build up, the suspense and the twist ending was all interesting and intriguing. And, you know, really if I, if in a few months, maybe I'm, I would recalibrate that score and make, make it a 0.5 or a one, but right now I give it a two. Um, whatever stupid what what did you grade the overall wrestlemania that we got this year out of you know the overall i gave it a four i mean there were so many great matches so many matches that they're never going to top again i mean they're never going to have a match like they did with charlotte and oscar um and it was just it was it was mind-blowing ronda rousey and kurt was just an epic match to watch um and it wasn't gimmicky uh, that's what was awesome about it. Kurt came in there to beat the hell out of Triple H. Yeah. And I honestly believe he wanted to take Tripp's head off. I, um, 
I just loved it. I, I think this was the best wrestle, wrestling WrestleMania, and there were several really good stories. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5, and really the only thing that hurt it is the Bludgeon Brothers not being brutally dominant enough, the U.S. Championship match being an afterthought, and Brock Lesnar. Those are my only three real negatives. So, yep. uh, shit. Uh, great pretty WrestleMania, bad. but bad taste in our mouths for the end of it. It's pretty bad when the Andre the Giant Battle Royale was a better match than Lesnar's. Shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. Every match was. Bludgeon Brothers' match was better because at least they didn't try to make the Usos, like, overcoming every single finisher. Like, six Germans and five F5s or seven Germans and six F5s or whatever it was. You shouldn't be kicking out after that. Protect a goddamn finisher for once. Protect a finisher. And he kicked out of six of them. Bullshit. Yep. Anyway, we loved WrestleMania, despite our tone of voice right now. And we <laughs> love that you listened to this whole podcast. Thank you for listening. You can find more of our podcasts, including the Road to Infinity podcast, which is a companion piece to the movies itself. I can't get out of this voice right now. I'm so angry still. Um, we do other wrestling podcasts and, and reviews. We do movie reviews. We're chilling with Netflix. We do gaming stuff. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Take the Studios for gaming uh, videos for charity. And also you can find, follow us on social media collectively at Take the Studios. And individually, I am at SYCO1316. I am at JokerHaHaHa79. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank Vince for WrestleMania and what it is. And fuck you, Vince, for Brock Lesnar and what he is. Uh, (laughs) We will see you guys next time.